All right, you guys, I am back with a brand new podcast. I'm really excited to be back. I wanted to do one much sooner. My goal was to do like bow, 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 like two, three every other day, right? But life hit me right after the first podcast of the year. <laughs> like it literally, it, it, it smacked the fuck out of me. And I was like, I can't, I cannot, you know? And then when I mustered up some strength to get on here last week, you know, I got a glimpse of what was going on social media. I saw like all the footage online from the psycho white nationalist, domestic terrorists, small dick motherfuckers over there, you know, infiltrating the Capitol. And I was like, you know what? I'm not in the mood. I'm not in the mood to talk about frivolous stuff when like there's so much bad things going on. And then... You know, I thought about it today and I was like, you know what? I have to be able to speak on fun, frivolous bullshit when the world is on fire. So I am back today and I'm very, very excited. We're going to talk about streaming services yet again. I know I did this a while back when I first started the podcast last year. And there's been so many changes to the landscape of streaming just from like, what the last six seven months so i want to revisit some of the things that i spoke on last time and basically just give like my two cents on what i am expecting to happen this year some things have already went down i'm going to talk about that too but i just i don't want to have a bunch of streaming services i don't want to have a bunch of different ones and end up spending the same amount as cable but here we are. <laughs> so let's get into it. So I want to speak on Netflix first. To be completely honest, I haven't really watched Netflix religiously in a very long time. Part of it is probably because of the fact that, you know, shows like Stranger Things and um, Stranger Things, I can't think of anything else. <laughs> you know, the shooting was delayed due to COVID last year and whatever. But, like, Netflix has a bunch of programs, but it's a bunch of nothing, if that makes sense. Like, they have all this stuff listed, all these Netflix originals, and there's, like, not one thing that really interests me, aside from some of the anime here and there. Even that's kind of hit or miss. So, with that being said, this year I am basically just looking forward to B-Star Season 2. Yikes. And... (laughs) Like, really, like, it's B-Star Season 2 for me. And some of the anime offerings. Um, I want to say that... Damn, what's the name of the show? The Great Pretender. I think there's a new season of that that's going to premiere this year, too. But I, I just... I don't see where Netflix is worth it. If I didn't split the Netflix bill with others, I would not be paying for Netflix. The bill just went up to $17.99 this month. And I get why they're doing the price hikes, you know, like they have these production costs and they have to pay people according. So I don't mind the price hike to an extent, but give me some better programming. Like the programming sucks. It's a lot of reality BS, little game competitions. I don't care about that. The live action shows, they don't really put a lot of effort into them anymore. They'll, you'll get invested into a Netflix series in the original, right? It'll last like a season or two. Then it's, bam, canceled. 
or you know it's been on for like three seasons and then they get the cancellation it's like for the fourth season let's um rush everything and just destroy and butcher what was created here like sabrina i just i can't i'm like very very much so just over netflix as a whole it just it just it doesn't do it for me anymore honestly and many of you guys already know i watch a bunch of anime like a shit ton of anime that's pretty much almost all that i watch damn near exclusively at this point and i have a free crunchyroll account because i don't want to pay for crunchyroll and i have a funimation can actually pay for funimation because i tend to watch more dubs than subs but here's the thing right sony bought crunchyroll finally we knew that this was possibly down the pipeline i'm trying to i'm really kind of shocked that warner bros decided to self crunchyroll off because they have this brand new streaming service for hbo max and they had the crunchyroll selects where they would take like the most popular selections from crunchyroll and allow you to watch hbo max and i thought that was a really cool idea it was their way of getting into like the anime over there on a more mainstream level because let's face it like nobody that's not into anime i mean if you're like new to anime you might not even consider really getting into a crunchyroll or a funimation account which is why there's still shows licensed by funimation and crunchyroll that are on netflix and other services right so it kind of shocked me that warner bros was like really willing to like get rid of crunchyroll that quickly which makes me wonder you know where how they're gonna fill that anime void in the future on hbo back so maybe they just don't care i don't know but i am kind of like concerned about the future of funimation since sony does own officially at this point aniplex anime lab in australia and now crunchyroll you know this is a new um how do I put this? Oh my gosh, this is like a monopoly on like the the Western side of anime, right? So you have all these different anime companies that, you know, produce the content in Japan, but when it comes to anime licensing, Sony officially has like this monopoly over here in the West on it. And that's a good thing in a way of, you know, hey, we're gonna have all this anime in one place soon. Bad because prices are gonna probably increase might you know kill competition as we know it (laughs) so i don't know like we'll we'll see what happens with that and sony doesn't really have their own dedicated streaming service as far as like sony pictures goes and that kind of thing they have kind of put their programs here and there in different places i don't know if they're going to plan to create their own streaming service if they did just having that anime that foothold on anime is like a huge win and a huge thing within itself to and that could be used to their advantage but uh i just i don't i really 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 don't want to see competition just die on that front so it's kind of scary because i'm like i don't want to spend more than i'm spending on funimation currently but i do love funimation I love the content there. I don't like the interface. 
but I don't like the Crunchyroll interface either. I would like for them to just build a new app, better functionality. I'd like to be able to, you know, skip the intro sometimes or skip the ending theme sometimes. But I don't really care for the ending theme. Now, if it's like the ending theme from Jujutsu Kaisen, then like we're in business. I could watch that theme like all day, every day. I mean, I kind of do because I don't really have a life anyway. But like, that's a really, 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 really good theme song. Now I'm going to pivot back to Warner Bros. and HBO Max. Now that the dust has settled, I think HBO Max has a shit ton of potential, right? And especially now that the DC Universe streaming service is no more, the DC service now will be strictly for like their digital comic books. So all that content from that streaming service is being merged into HBO Max this year, which is amazing. So, I mean, they already started with Harley Quinn and Titans earlier last year when they first launched the, um, oh gosh, <laughs> when they first launched the service. But, you know, just a couple of days ago, we got fucking the Batman, the animated series from the 90s, which if you are a 90s baby, or if you like are an 80s baby and you watched it growing up, like, you know that series is, like, hella iconic. You have Batman Beyond just premiered, iconic. You know what I mean? So we're going to see a lot more programming from the DC side of things, which is very, very exciting because I love DC's animated properties. I think they're absolutely amazing. You know? So, like, that's a really good start. I've been watching Jujutsu Kaisen on there, which is phenomenal. I'm pretty sure, like, even if you aren't, into anime I think that is a really good starter series to get into it because like the storyline is just amazing the fight sequences are awesome it's just like it's just really 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 good animation as a whole and I, I highly recommend that then you have the the newer development which we found out about late last year the same day as theater shindig where basically if there's a Warner Brothers movie coming out for this year in particular, well, this really started with Wonder Woman last year, but for all the 2021 slate of films, it'll premiere on HBO Max during the same day as it does in theaters, and it'll be available to watch on HBO Max for like the first 30 days of its release, and then it'll disappear and it'll come back later or whatever. But the point is, you get to see it the same day that it's released in theaters and that's a great thing for those of us that you know don't want to risk catching covid at the theaters it's a great thing for those of us that really 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 just don't want to be around people and it's a really 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 bad thing for theaters in general if the movie is available to stream same day as going to the theater i'm pretty sure most people will just sit their ass at home and watch it. So it's a double-edged sword because I don't want to see movie theaters die. You know what I mean? There's something about being in a dark room with a bunch of strangers eating popcorn, drinking alcohol, or just drinking whatever. You know what I mean? And just like having fun like watching this experience with like just a group of people, especially horror films. Like... Oh, man, like, I don't want to see movie theaters die out. I think that it's something that should be preserved. It really should be preserved. And it, even if they 
have to, you know, like, what's the, what am I looking for? What's, what's, what? Even if they have to downsize, I guess, you know what I mean? And, and it's not like this whole mainstream thing where the mainstream films go to the theaters or whatever. I'd like to see at least like independent theaters like stick around and, and be more niche, I guess. I, I don't know, but I, I don't want them to die as a, as a whole. That would make me really, really sad. Like movie theaters are just like such a, it's an experience, you know what I mean? And there's going to be people that grow up and not know what that experience was like. And that makes me really, really, really sad. Just straight up. But with that being said, there's like a lot of movies from Warner Bros. that are going to premiere on HBO Max this year. From Godzilla vs. King Kong to the new Mortal Kombat reboot. There's a lot of things down the pipeline. Now, I will say this. Warner Bros. think they slick. They think they slick because they moved the release date for The Matrix to like 2022. And the same thing for The Batman. They weren't going to put those out. On HBO Max, I said, nah, bruh. Nah, your ass going to the movies for that shit, bruh. <laughs> but, like, I think HBO Max still has a lot of potential. I think that the interface is nice. You know, they have some pretty good originals so far. I'm impressed. I'm gonna start search party today it looks really really cool from the trailer and i think that they have a big machine behind them i mean let's be real who owns warner brothers at&t at&t is not gonna let hbo max flop it's just it's not gonna happen period and can we talk about how disney is killing it right now like literally at the end of 2020 Disney had 86.8 million subscribers of Disney Plus. Expect a price hike. They got you suckered in. It's happening in the next few months. So expect that. We're going to get a lot more programming. WandaVision just premiered. I heard it's amazing. I'm going to probably check it out sometime today or tomorrow. Because, I mean, I love Marvel, but I didn't want to watch it on day one. But... Disney Plus is absolutely killing it. And now that Disney owns all of Hulu, I kind of anticipate Disney Plus and Hulu merging into like one app if they can, because Hulu just doesn't have as many subscribers. Like it's just, it, it's bare minimum, honestly. Like, <laughs> and Hulu's been around for a while. So something has to happen. Like, Hulu literally has 28.5 million subscribers. Like, that's, like, that, that's nothing. It's nothing. It's, like, basically, it's nothing compared to Disney+. Plus. Like, something is going to have to give. And, like, they do different student deals here and there. They do, like, Black Friday deals to get people kind of suckered into being there, here and there. But Hulu doesn't have a lot of programming either. They have, like, some decent original programs like you know they have Handmaid's Tale they have Animaniacs that premiered a couple months back you know like it's okay I wouldn't spend more than two dollars on Hulu honestly like that's just me being nice about it I just I just don't see it for them so if they can like merge you know like all their content together you can put like all the R-rated stuff 
in like a Hulu area maybe and then like keep all the Disney PG stuff over there just kind of like do parental controls that's where I think they need to head to next at this point because like you know like Disney owns ESPN and they have the bundle where you get the Hulu ESPN plus and Disney plus but let's be real like nobody really wants ESPN plus unless you're like a real big sports person but if you're like me and you're like a total dweeb and you watch anime and a bunch of nerd shit like 10 times out of 10 you couldn't give like two fucks about ESPN plus let's keep it real like I don't give a fuck about ESPN plus it sucks to me at least you know what I mean you know subjective I guess but to each their own (laughs) and I know I didn't talk about CBS all access too much last time around because I mean like they had the Twilight Zone and the stand as they're like originals that popped up and then like you know like the Star Trek series things like Star Trek Discovery which is like you know it's cool if you're a Star Trek person I guess and then they have like the Lower Decks animated series I honestly I wasn't really interested in subscribing to CBS All Access because I'm like this is like why would I pay for CBS like it was a a shitty premise to come up with originally right but we're going to fast forward to 2021 and CBS All Access being rebranded as Paramount Plus. Yep, that's right. There's another streaming service with the word plus attached to it. <laughs> Paramount Plus is going to be a huge conglomerate of Viacom's properties. So that means everything from MTV programming, CBS programming, Showtime programming, you know, Nickelodeon based like all those cable channels that you see that are all connected when they all play the VMAs at the same time on the same date or whatever it's a Viacom program for the most part okay <laughs> their channels owned by Viacom <laughs> they're doing their own thing cable is dying like it's really dying so Viacom to me is like the undisputed like champ of cable networks so you know they're branching out now and there's been talks of new animated series in the avatar last airbender lore which that would be cool i guess you know i am willing to see what happens with the service when it actually premieres see the price points for it and see if it's worthy of spending x amount of money you know a month for it I just, I'm not seeing the value yet, but it has more value than, let's say, Discovery Plus. I don't know who thought that that was a great idea. And, you know, granted, I like Animal Planet here and there. I like, you know, the Discovery Channel here and there. You know, especially Investigation Discovery. Like, ID Discovery is lit. Like, I love true crime and those types of murder mysteries and stuff in, you know, Pulp Fiction, whatever. Like, it's cool. But do I want to spend a subscription to have access to things that are already on cable now? I still have cable for now because, like, the price points to where it's conducive, I guess, and and economical to get rid of it, it's just it's not there. The value isn't there. If I'm spending all this money, let's just put it this way. If I'm spending all of this money for all these streaming services, right, and I still want to have like, you know, live linear channels. 
I would have to invest in a Sling TV or a YouTube TV or a Hulu Live, right? And when you look at the price points for the bundles of that alone, you're spending like at the least maybe like around $50 or $45 maybe, right? At the most, possibly $75, $85, whatever, for whatever bundle with the channels that you want. And if you're going to do that and you're cutting out the cable altogether, right? 10 times out of 10, if you have Comcast or AT&T, they're going to go up on your internet charge because it's no longer a bundle. So if you're not bundled, you're going to be spending extra money. So when it's all said and done, it's going to either equal out to be the same thing or you're still going to be spending more money on internet alone on top of all of your streaming services and your, you know, shifting. Because like at that point, you're not even really like cutting the cable cord. You're just shifting it to IPTV. And I mean, whatever, I guess. I'm just, I'm very much just over like the games that everybody is playing currently in our current landscape. There's a lot of monopolies, duopolies, and a, a lot of like shitting on the consumer. And I'm very, very against shitting on consumers, period. And I don't really have much to say about Apple TV Plus. Apple TV Plus is a solid service. It's like $4.99 a month. I actually just bought an iPad for Christmas, so I literally have Apple TV free for a year. And I was reading earlier today that they've sent out Apple. They've sent out a lot of extra extended free trials to people that got Apple TV Plus for free previously last year. And I guess like the year before that or whatever. You know, basically because like a lot of the programs that were being shot, they've been delayed due to COVID. So they still want people to have a feel for the services, actually enjoy the service in its entirety. So, I mean, I think that's kind of cool on Apple to do that. Like that's very, very pro-consumer to me. It's saying, hey, like stick around, you know, like things are a little shitty currently, but we're working on it. Bear with us. In the meantime, here's some free extra months. And I think that's pretty cool. Like... I don't think anybody else would do that, honestly. I don't see, I, I wouldn't see Disney trying that because Disney wants their money straight up. In fact, like Disney kind of makes me mad in the way that they're handling just like certain movies have been sitting on the back burner since like forever. Like Black Widow, even though I'm not like a huge Black Widow fan and I feel like them even shooting Black Widow when they did the solo film, it's too little too late. That is something that should have been shot like ages prior to um, the last two Avengers movies, right? But that movie's just sitting there on a warmer, and it's like, dude, like, just put it out already. Just put it out. Like, let's keep it moving. Put it out. Be done with it. You know what I mean? And, you know, like, they like to charge extra. Like, they were charging $30 extra for Mulan, and that that's like their thing they're calling like the Disney plus premiere access BS, whatever, just extra money. And nobody's trying to spend that kind of money. Like this is the type of things. This is the type of stuff that's going to legit just like open piracy up to like new heights. I'm telling you like, this is just, it's not going to end well. This whole, everybody wants to have a streaming service. Everybody wants to, do this that and the third and like like they're spreading people's pockets like really really thin 
and it, it's it's not gonna end well at all. And you know, I feel like I've touched on most of the streaming service people actually care about. Um, you know what? I don't really get on Amazon Prime much. I rarely keep Amazon Prime all year because just for the fact that I I don't really see the value in the streaming service that they do have. You know, if I want to play around and watch a few things here and there that might be of interest, I'll try it. But like, I just, I don't like their interface. I've never liked their interface. It looks like it's stuck in 2013 to be quite frank. And I just, I hate Amazon with the passion. <laughs> so there's a few different things that, you know, I'm actually running on a free trial right now because I don't carry Prime often, just usually like around a holiday season here and there. But um, there's Sylvie's Love or something like that. That looks pretty cool. And then like, there's this movie that Regina King is directing. You know, it's about um, Sam Cooke and Malcolm X and Muhammad Ali on this night when they were hanging out together and whatnot. That looks like it's pretty interesting. But aside from that, I just I just don't see I don't see it for Amazon Prime. And I feel like the only reason why Amazon Prime video is actually somewhat moderately successful is just for the very fact that it's connected to Amazon Prime in a nutshell with the user base that are already there that love Amazon anyway. So like that's kind of like my two pennies about Amazon Prime. I just I just don't care, honestly. And they don't update their app. They don't really care about the interface because they know that if you're a Amazon loyalist, like you're just going to sit there and take whatever they give you and I just Amazon is very lazy in everything that they do. Even with uh, what is it? Amazon uh, was it Amazon Luna? You know they're getting it's like the gaming stratosphere too with um, like their Google Stadia competitor essentially, and we'll see what happens with that. I do think that it will be successful down the line. I hate that I'm saying that, but it's true. Same thing with Stadia eventually, maybe. You know, like cloud gaming is here to stay, and I don't think it's going to go anywhere. To whatever anyway that's completely off topic <laughs> but like I just I, I'm really just over I'm very much just over the, the landscape of streaming every other day someone is announcing that they are doing a streaming service or you know like certain movies and television series are on one service and then like the license goes away and then it goes to another service or like a series or a movie might be in limbo streaming wise because you know I just I, I, I'm over it and I honestly miss physical media and there's not really a big push for physical media anymore except for maybe like some 4k blu-rays here and there but as far as like you know commemorative special editions for different movies not happening anymore unless like super special even then it's just it's not happening anymore like what's the point where you just stream it so like gone are the days of like looking into like the making of and you know director's cuts where like you know like they're explaining different things and I just I missed the I missed the commentary aspect of like special features and stuff like that and granted in I will give Disney that they do have some extra features like that on their service what about like the little games that you would play on a dvd you know what i mean like the choose your own adventure things and that kind of thing for like you know final destination 
for instance, you know, Final Destination 3. Or just like some of those, those cool, fun, interactive experiences that you had with DVDs. It's, just, it's not there anymore, you know? So that's a sad state of affairs with, you know, physical media practically being dead at this point. Movie theaters are almost dead at this point, And we have a hell of a... Uh, a hell of a lot of uh, damn streaming services and they're all ranging from being like what $4.99 to the stratosphere to almost like 20 something dollars and like everything is fragmented now I don't care about Peacock you know like the Save by the Bell reboot I guess you know what I mean there's nothing on Peacock that entices me to want to sign up. You know, Punky Brewster reboot. Ooh, I wasn't even alive when the first one came out. You know what I mean? <laughs> so it's like, okay, great. So, uh, I'm just, I'm fed up with it. Honestly, it's annoying. And this is why, this is actually why as a gamer, I'm terrified of Xbox Game Pass. For one, I like to have ownership of like physical media. I've always been a physical media person. But with this whole Xbox Game Pass style thing, it scares me that this is going to be like the complete future of just like entertainment as a whole, where we don't really have like ownership to certain products we're renting out of license and then they can revoke that license at any time. Like that, like, really bothers me on like a, a deep. It's a deeply rooted thing that I have, and it, it really makes me sad more than anything. So I'm just going to end off this podcast on a note of, you know, can we please try to preserve physical media? Can we try to save movie theaters? You know, when it's safe to try to save movie theaters, please, because I don't want to see, I don't want to see, you know, them all disappear. I guess I could just put it that way. You know, support a local movie theater, you know? Support any movie theater, but really support, like, the local indie ones if you can. Yikes. It's rough out there. Anyway, I hope you guys enjoy the podcast. If you want to reach me, you can find me on Instagram at erratic underscore unicorn (laughs) underscore. (laughs) You can find me at erratic underscore unicorn on Instagram on Twitter you can find me at underscore erratic unicorn it's kind of confusing but they wouldn't let me put the middle underscore there so I was like I hate that honestly I really do hate that you know make sure make sure you subscribe and follow my podcast if you're listening on Spotify follow and subscribe on Spotify so you can be alerted when I release a new entry I'm also on Anchor FM, Google Podcasts, like you name it. So wherever you listen to your podcast, like please subscribe there and be notified when I go and post a new episode because I really, really, really like doing this. It's really fun for me and I hope you guys enjoy it. Have a good one. I am logging out. Bye. (laughs) Bye.